1: What is going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Bring the Juice. Your guys, Derek and Cody with you as always. So guys, we wanted to talk about this topic because it kind of popped up again on a cult, uh, basically Colts social media and a bunch of other people are talking about it now. Uh, and that is people talking about the possibility of trading Jonathan Taylor for some draft capital and some other things going forward. Now, we'll just state this right off the top, and Cody will identify this and bring it up a little bit more detail, but we are not going to use this to downgrade anyone who feels a certain way about the topic, whether you agree that they should or whether you agree that they shouldn't. We're not here to judge anyone. We're simply here bringing this up because it was brought up again. I know that in, I think it was a, a live stream either a month or two ago right when the season ended. I know I had brought that topic up at one point. I wasn't saying I was in total favor of it. I just brought it up as a suggestion. It could have been something. But I know that um, our guy Jason Spears brought it up on Twitter the other day. He's been getting hammered by a lot of people. And some people have been telling him that, you know, that makes sense. Again, we're not passing judgment on anyone. This is just us talking about the topic. Uh, And Cody, I mean, obviously, this is, again, something I think you and I both kind of agree we wouldn't want the Colts to do this, but just from a standpoint of, just talking about it educationally. Why do you feel that this kind of thing is very emotional for a lot of Colts fans?
2: I mean, fan is short for fanatic, right? And we as fans can say that. Um, But yeah, I mean, I think it's because, you know, you've seen Jonathan Taylor and, you know, what he's been able to do and how good of a kid and how good of a player certainly he is on the Colts. And, you know, as a fan, you get tied up with these players, right? You get emotional with these players, let's be completely honest. Like, you know, I, you know, I know there was people last year that were fired up that T.Y. Hilton didn't come back to Indy and, you know, it was with Dallas and that was very emotional and stuff like that. So I see both sides of the argument where some people are looking at it, probably trying to take the less of the fandom out of it, you know, and kind of just look like, okay, looking at the teams here in the AFC or in the, you know, in the NFL that are some of the best, you know, and then and they look at it from that perspective where, where fans are kind of just like, Well, look at Jonathan Taylor, the player, and we've watched him right over the last couple of years. And he's one of the best young running backs in the NFL. And that is certainly true. So I think it's maybe that's part of why there's such a strong emotion opposed to it. Um, You know, I'm not going to give kind of my opinion on it one way or another. But, yeah, it's a very, very you're very either in the camp of oh my gosh, are you an idiot? Why would we trade Jonathan Taylor, our best player, when we're trying to get you know a younger, You know, we're going to get a rookie quarterback? Why would we take away his best weapon, especially looking at what Shane Steichen, the new Indianapolis head coach, was able to do with the running backs that he had? And you say, man, Miles Sanders, good back. He's nowhere near Jonathan Taylor. That's no. what people are looking at, right? And so um, I see that side of the argument. So I kind of went into the argument for, but, that's kind of what I've seen is kind of the biggest thing is like, well, we love Jonathan Taylor. He's a great player. He's young still, you know, didn't have a great year, but he's shown that he can be an MVP kind of candidate when he's fully healthy, when he has an offensive line to back him. And, uh, you know, the fact that, you know, you pair him alongside of a rookie quarterback, that's only going to help that rookie quarterback out. Right. I mean, you look at Andrew Luck. He never had a run game, Derek. Absolutely. Never. never. And I'm not saying this new quarterback's going to be Andrew Luck, but probably not. Right. But, you know, if you're going to help a rookie quarterback, that's one great way to do it is to have a back of Jonathan Taylor's pedigree and and, you know, track record so far in the NFL. I mean, gosh, you think about it. Whoever it is that comes in, whether it's Bryce Young, you know, whether it's uh CJ Stroud, Will Levis, Anthony Richardson, Hendon Tucker, you could throw out so many different names. But don't you think they would absolutely love to have number 28 behind them? Like that, you know, that is a rookie quarterback's best friend is a really good running game. And the fact that you pair that with Shane Steichen, who had the Eagles firing in all cylinders in the run game, um, and you know you have Jonathan Taylor and Zach Moss back there, and then you have a rookie quarterback. You know you maybe you go if you do get like a Bryce Young, like p- people could just imagine the possibilities. You know, of the RPO game, like how dangerous that would be with a quarterback that can run like Bryce Young. So I see those sides of the argument for sure. I think those are kind of the main two that I've seen, Derek. I don't know if you've seen any other kind of arguments in the pro-keep-Jonathan-Taylor kind of argument in that camp. Those are the main two that I have seen in this argument.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Yeah.
1: I mean, and then uh, on top of those that you mentioned, it's just kind of playing devil's advocate. Like, you know what? Jonathan Taylor has not really been fed into a great situation when we had, uh, in 2021, when he was having his close to MVP year. I mean, Jonathan Taylor became the offense. It was looking like the Tennessee Titans all over again. We're like, You know, like Jonathan Taylor was the offense. He was by far and away our best player and there wasn't anyone even close to the match. So that's why it ended up faltering at the hands of everything and going forward. And I think the other reason why everyone gets emotional about this sort of situation is, again, Jonathan Taylor is a is a centerpiece of this organization. I mean, he over the last since Andrew Luck left, Jonathan Taylor on offense has given the brightest hope of some kind of explosive presence that has captured your eyes and has made you think, damn, that kid is special. Like That is what you think when you look at Jonathan Taylor healthy. And that is why everyone has an emotional connection to Jonathan Taylor. He represents the uh, city of Indianapolis insanely well. He's a great person. He's a fantastic football player. And He's young. He's somebody that's still getting better. So it's hard to even imagine the idea of doing that. I mean, I was talking with my brother about it yesterday and he is a ginormous Jonathan Taylor fan. He sat back and he told me like if the Colts traded Jonathan Taylor, I I would I would cry. Like I would probably I probably re- almost rethink being a Colts fan. Like that's how strong some people feel about these players and specifically Jonathan Taylor in this aspect because of what you saw from him in 2021 and what you think he can still be. From a, and from a logical standpoint, of course, you mentioned it. With with the Colts' offense being the way it is right now, we feel a few of these guys could end up getting much better. But as it currently stands, Jonathan Taylor is your best weapon on offense currently. And with a new quarterback that you're about to bring in, it feels ill advised to potentially get rid of your best weapon and banking on the idea that you could get more, right? And I think, you know, trading Jonathan Taylor, if somebody were, if the Colts were to insinuate that, you're trading him for draft capital. But the thing is, is what, you might get a first for Jonathan Taylor? I mean, look at what Christian McCaffrey got traded for. Christian McCaffrey, who just went off for the San Francisco 49ers this last year, got traded for a second, a third, and a fourth, and a fifth. Like that's four picks, but everyone thought that that equated to a first round pick because of four different picks. You're banking on Jonathan Taylor, maybe getting you worth that. And at the end of the day, are the Colts really in that big of need necessarily to have that much extra draft capital? I just don't see the reason for it right now.
2: Well, uh, that brought up another point that I thought, but I wanted to say this first. Taylor's also extremely young, like you mentioned. He's just turned twenty four. Like he just, yeah, just turned, turned twenty four. <laughs> so he's still like in prime the years of his right. He's still like you know, on his rookie deal. And so, like, he's still entering the prime years. And I know the, the you know, and we'll talk about this later, I'm sure. You no, know, I know the lifespan of a running back is, is a lot shorter than a lot of other positions. But, you know, JT is still very, very young um, in terms of that. And if we're bringing a rookie quarterback that's 21, 22 years old, it's really not that far off, is it, Um, in terms of age? Yeah. Um, but one other thing I thought of, like, for maybe why some Colts fans are so, you know, adamant that Jonathan Taylor and don't want to trade him and stuff, is also you see what happened in, you know, from, I don't even know what it was, Andrew Luck's rookie season till, gosh, maybe Frank Gore in 2016. Like, there was four to five years, Derek, where the Colts didn't even sniff in a 1,000-yard rusher. And now you have JT who can, you know, when he's healthy,
1: he, he can get a thousand yards sleeping <laughs> easily, <laughs> so good, easily.
2: Yeah. And so, I mean, heck, he could probably get to 2000. He, he was getting there, man. He was getting close, you know, mm-hmm. it's like he's that good of a player. And so when you see, when you have a lack of that position for so long and then you finally get back to that, you know, and you get a guy that, you know, you can, can throw in with the best of the best in terms of that position. Um, it's hard to just be like, yeah, you know, see ya, You know what I mean. And especially since he's young, and you're going to have to face him then. Why would you know? Why would you want to face a guy like Jonathan Taylor? I would hope that if if they did trade him, they would trade him to the NFC, so you never have to see him. But you know what I mean? Like, why would you want it? Why would you do that? You know? Um, And you talk, you mentioned the Christian McCaffrey thing, which I thought was interesting. Now, obviously, the Niners, you know, they didn't make the Super Bowl. You know, they were cool. You know, if Brock Purdy gets hurt, maybe that game's different a little bit. But. You know, McCaffrey was the MVP for that team. Like Brock Purdy oh, played yeah. well, but McCaffrey like down the stretch. I mean, people say you can't win with running backs, but they it, were winning with a running back. People were debating so,
1: on whether or not he might have been the greatest in-season trade of all time. Like that's yeah. how good he was playing. He was averaging yeah, so, a touchdown and a half a game.
2: Yeah. And so like, you know, like the quarterback's most important position because he touches the ball pretty much every snap offensively. But running back can do that. Touch the ball quite a bit as, as well, and he can impact the game in a lot of ways. Whether it's you know getting the ball in a handoff or in a pitch, or you know throwing a screen to him, um, like the running back can get involved in a lot of different ways. And so, I, I just think, yeah, th- that's probably another reason why some fans are so like absolutely not because we've seen the worst of the worst in terms of the running game. And, uh, you know, Jonathan Taylor in his prime, he he is the best running back. He showed that in 2021. He's the best running back in the NFL. So I see that as well as another reason why people are like, absolutely not. You are not touching JT. No, thank you.
1: Yeah, it's crazy because, uh, and then when you look at just the situation in total, let's just talk about if that were to end up happening. So if you wanted to do it, Cody, like at this point, the only way that you could do it is if you did it by midway through the season, because after that, you're going to either have to franchise tag him or you're going to have to sign him to a new deal or you're going to have to let him go. And of course, the Indianapolis Colts are not going to just let a talent like that go. Me personally, I think that the best option for the Indianapolis Colts going forward, and I kind of thought of this over the last several uh, months has just been, Jonathan Taylor, you'd want to franchise tag him uh like honestly, I think that's the best move going forward because you don't want to um again, going into a big contract with a running back is a very risky business. It's just not something that teams should attempt to do uh it's it's very risky stuff, and especially with you know some of the contracts that some of these guys have, you know, these running backs are getting close now to averaging you know around 16 17 18 million dollars a year for a running back and that's just kind of a tough thing to have to deal with for that kind of commitment but I think the best option for the Indianapolis Colts moving forward is you can franchise tag Jonathan Taylor for multiple years remember you get one franchise tag per year and right now we don't really need to worry about franchising anyone else uh I just think for that position and for prime Jonathan Taylor, franchise tagging him for the market average would be a fantastic use of money. And it would be able to allow you to keep Jonathan Taylor until he turns almost 28 years old, which is right at about the time when you start thinking of, you know, Jonathan Taylor, we could then maybe give him another contract when we're done franchise tagging him and getting him some more options there. Uh, what do you think that the Colts should do? Should they franchise tag him after this year is over?
2: I mean, if they can, if he's if he's willing to accept that, I don't know. You know, maybe JT looks at that and says, hey, you know, I, I want the money. You know, I, I could see him. I could, you know, I don't know, blame him because, you know, we talk about and I'm sure we're getting into more of the, the you know, pro trading him talks here. but. But yeah, like, you know, like I, I may only get one opportunity here uh, before my body gives out. So, yep, I, I need to get all the money I can get. I mean, Jonathan Taylor, we'll see, you know, but I mean, if the Colts could do it from their end, great, but it all depends what JT thinks, right? So,
1: yeah, and I mean, we all know how. Indianapolis feels about uh, Jonathan Taylor. I mean, you just listen to Chris Ballard and what they say about him. I mean, they were ecstatic when they had the opportunity to draft him and Michael Pittman, both in the second round. They never thought in the world that Jonathan Taylor would be able to stick around for that long. And it's, it was a truly remarkable move and them being able to get him because I mean, this season, Cody, it's unfortunate, you know, him dealing with that ankle, uh, the first time in his entire uh football career that he's ever missed a game. Uh, and he had to miss multiples this year due to that ankle just being messed up and it just and the Colts trying to force him back and it just wasn't uh working in the end. So thankfully he got that surgery and he'll be all cleared up for this upcoming uh season. But again, guys, this is just speculation. We're not here to say whether we agree or disagree on the object of doing it uh me personally i would like to not trade him because i would love to be able to keep that this offense intact at least keeping a generational uh running back intact uh maybe the best running back that you've ever had potentially uh in your franchise's history to stay on the team that would be a fantastic uh piece to remain but Uh, At the end of the day, you know, it's just what everyone was talking about and we felt we needed to address it, kind of talk a little bit, you know, appeal to both sides of the market here when it comes to this. Uh, Anything else, Cody, before we kick this thing off?
2: Yeah, so, I mean, I think you can look at just, I just was out of curiosity, pulled out like the last 10 Super Bowl winners. I'll just run down the list here, Derek. I mean, Kansas City. Seventh round pick Isaiah Pacheco, Leo uh, last year with with uh, the Rams. I mean, I don't even couldn't even tell you who the running back was last year. Uh, Tampa Bay, like none of these. My point is here. I won't go through all of them. My point here is really none of these teams that were Super Bowl winners had elite running backs. Derek, not really any of them did. I mean, some of them had running backs that were solid or really good. But, you know, and I think it's important to have, hey, of course, you have to have an efficient running attack. That's important. That's critical. It's a big part of, you know, an offensive game plan. But none of these teams had the guy, you know, like you think about some of the most like talented running backs. Who would you say, Derek, are your like top three running backs right now in the Um, NFL?
1: Well, I would definitely say King Henry is in there. And probably or, you know, honestly, I mean, it right now, top three just from this last season has to be King Henry, Nick Chubb and Christian McCaffrey. Uh, you right. know, Jonathan Taylor is easily top five when he's healthy. Uh, and then, you know, you can play devil's advocate on who you want to be thrown in at four or five. Right. But look
2: at that. One of the top three best running backs in the NFL, according to you, made the playoffs one. Of the top three. Now, I'm not saying like Jonathan, like having Jonathan Taylor is going to limit the Colts potentially being able to compete for a Super Bowl. That's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is that Jonathan Taylor had an amazing season in 2021, right? We would all say that. Incredible season incredible for Jonathan season. Taylor. He was incredible. The Colts still missed the playoffs because most important position in football, they didn't get right. The quarterback position. They struggled down the stretch. And Look what happened. They didn't make the playoffs. Now, Jonathan Taylor was a big part of why they went on that run that season. Certainly was. He uh-huh. was a critical part to why they went on that run. But for sustained success and to be playoff Super Bowl contenders every year, quarterback has to get right first. And if you have a really good running back, that's I almost look at that less of like a need, Derek, and more of like a, that's just a great bonus to have. You know, like that's just a great thing to have alongside of, your rookie quarterback or your franchise quarterback. Right. But so I see why people look at that. And I said, you're going to have to pay JT a ton of money probably coming up here in the next couple of years. And do I want to like be okay with letting some key players go to keep a running back who, you know, as great as he is. And we love Jonathan Taylor. Absolutely love Jonathan Taylor. Like, you know what's that going to do for you? Who are you going to have to let go that could be critical to a Super Bowl run or whatever it would be? You know, if the Colts get the quarterback right, obviously. So I see that side of it, and I, you know, I'm not saying one way or another, but I understand where people are coming from from that aspect of things. It's like typically the the best teams in the NFL, Derek, right now. I mean, Kansas City, seventh round pick, Isaiah Pacheco, like. You know, you talk about like really San Fran is kind of the only exception from this last year that, you know, teams that were serious contenders. Other than that.
1: And not really just, any of the other teams. And San Fran, like the only reason they just didn't make it is because they just didn't have the quarterback. I mean, right, San Fran right. was just as built to win the Super Bowl as any other team in the NFL. They just didn't mm-hmm. have the quarterback. And, you right. know, they just had a whole bunch of injuries. They They can't help that. I mean, it's just at the end of the day i mean again it it comes down to building the team you know like that's yep. that's what matters the most i mean you can you can win super bowls with a with a great running back you just have to have enough pieces in other good areas in order to be able to win games and i think some people will bring up your comment and say yeah jonathan taylor's not that uh special if you know he couldn't get us to the playoffs but then again like very rarely does a running back actually ever do that you know, I mean it's just again, the defense fell apart at the end of the year. The the rest of the offense just couldn't do anything. So I mean it was all Jonathan Taylor. That's it. So, you know, it's not really his fault. The one guy, there's a reason why the NFL is the ultimate team game. One guy cannot impact the game as much as anyone else, other than what the quarterback position does. So that's why again we have that argument.
2: Right. And at the end of the year, like you know, you know, I guess this whole year, really the Colts offense stunk. Let's just be completely honest mm-hmm. with, and without JT, this offense still stunk. So I look at that and I'm like, look, like quarterback was a mess last year. You got to figure that out. You got to roll with a young guy, but like, even with Jonathan Taylor, it wouldn't have been able to just fix everything offensively, right? The quarterback is so much more important. It's a premium position, right? Quarterback is premium. I think we can talk about wide receiver being premium based off of what we've seen the last couple of years. You know, running back wouldn't be one of those ones that I would classify as premium because heck Derek, the Super Bowl champs just had a seventh round pick, right? And, you know, the the two Super Bowl teams, neither of them had what you would consider top 10 running backs. So it's not a necessity to be a Super Bowl team. It's necessity to have a good running game and be efficient in that way, obviously, yes, of course. but it's not a necessity to have that superstar running back as opposed to the superstar quarterback. It's just not. Mm-hmm. So or the superstar wide receiver, for example. like, you know I'm not saying Pittman's going to be that, but like what if you ha- what if you have to make the decision between Taylor and Pittman and uh, Pittman's going to be a guy, maybe he won't have like the star power that J.T will? you know, but he might have a longer career. Let's like, which one are you willing to go all in on? Uh, Hopefully the Colts will have to make that decision. Hopefully they can figure out a way to keep both these guys. But like, these are some of the conversations you're going to have to be having here soon, Derek, about these different positions and these guys' contracts that are coming up. So that's just kind of some other arguments that I've seen in the pro get rid of Taylor, get as much as you can. But obviously everything has a price. And so if the Colts aren't getting, you know, a, decent amount of draft capital back. I don't really see a scenario where that's even like on the table, but yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting debate nonetheless. And I see both sides of the argument and I understand both sides of the argument. So.
1: Yep, absolutely. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this one. Let us know your thoughts in the comments guys on, should the Colts trade uh, Jonathan Taylor or should they be keeping him around? Uh, Again, we're not insinuating one way or the other. We're just talking about the topic Uh, so again, just let us know your thoughts. Thank you guys so much again for tuning in and as always go Colts.
3: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why, what do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality.